When teaching children about the infinite power of God, we depict it with a human illustration. The Torah says, God's mighty hand or outstretched arm. Once the child understands how God has a mighty hand, we follow up and explain to the child that in truth, God is greater than any human example and his infinite powers are essentially totally different than a human being. The question is, why not teach the child how God is infinitely greater than any human illustration? Why do we first explain to the child that God has a mighty hand? We will understand this by first examining a fundamental Hasidic teaching about the Torah and mitzvahs we observe after the giving of the Torah. One may ask, what is unique about the giving of the Torah? Our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, already kept the Torah before it was given. So therefore, why do we emphasize the importance of the giving of the Torah? We find this in Maimonides as well. Maimonides writes that the reason why we observe the Torah today is not because our forefathers did it, but only because it was given to us at Mount Sinai. And the question is, why not say that the reason why we keep Torah is because our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, kept the Torah? Hasidus answers this question by explaining a key difference between how our forefathers kept the Torah and what happened at Sinai, what happened when God gave the Torah to the Jewish people on Mount Sinai. Before the giving of the Torah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob observed the Torah from, from their own abilities. They were able to refine and uplift themselves to great spiritual heights. They were able to infuse the teachings of Torah into their lives. But it was only based on their own abilities. Beyond that point, they could not connect to. God's level of Torah was beyond them. When the Torah was given on Mount Sinai, God invested into the Torah his essence, and he allowed that essence to manifest itself into the physical world and into the human psyche. So therefore, when we do Torah mitzvahs, after the giving of the Torah, our entire human experience becomes a holy and godly experience. The physical itself becomes a holy entity. Unlike our forefathers whose physical existence remained detached because God did not allow for his essence, which is found in the Torah, to be shared in the world at that time. Before the giving of the Torah, the physical entity of the tefillin, for example, that, that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob wore were not physically holy. They were able to do, they were able to use it in any way, in a non-holy way as well. After the giving of the Torah, the physical entity of tefillin became a holy entity and can only be used for tefillin. Based on this, the Rebbe asks, why does our Torah, which was given at Mount Sinai, mention the stories and observances of our forefathers? What lesson do we learn? It, it shouldn't be relevant at all because their observance has nothing on our type of observance. The way we, we keep Torah began at the giving of the Torah, the era of bringing the divine into the physical world. 
So therefore, what lesson can we learn from our forefathers whose observance of Torah was not able to fully manifest itself in the world? On this, the Rebbe answers and explains that in fact, we do need their stories and lessons for us after the giving of the Torah as well. And the reason is because there's a specific step we must incorporate in order to reach the essence of God. And what are, what, what are these two levels? So there are two aspects to Torah observance that our forefathers kept or that our forefathers did. The first aspect, the first level, was the refinement of their character through studying and observing Torah. And the second aspect, the second step, was the godly revelation that they drew down. The revelation wasn't on a Mount Sinai level, but only according to their personal development. They drew themselves close to God. God reciprocated it according to their growth. And since they put in the work, the godly revelation actually manifested, manifested itself in them in a real and meaningful way. It was from below to above. They put in the work and the, and the revelation was drawn down. After the giving of the Torah, God gave the Torah, which means that the giving of the Torah was from above to below. Top heavy. God allowed that his essence can be experienced in the flesh, in the world. But in order for us to actually experience the essence of Hashem in a revealed and meaningful way, we must put in the work. Our forefathers teach us that it's not enough for there to be a revelation from above and live a peaceful Jewish life knowing that God is doing all the work, but that in order to feel the essence, in order to experience the essence, one must put in the work. One must do the work below in order for God's essence to reside inside of you in a revealing way. The lesson from our forefathers is that to experience the Sinai revelation in a tangible and personal way, one must put in the work. With this, we can now answer our original question. Why do we first teach children about the infinite powers of God with a human example? God with a mighty hand or strong hands, why not directly explain to them how God is higher than any human depiction? When using a human example, the child will know that God has a strong hand. He will know that God has a stronger hand than a human, but his might is still in a human form. How will the child know that the primary foundation of Judaism is that God has no body or form? To this, the Rebbe explains that just like there is a progression of growth in receiving the Torah, first a person puts in the work like our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then receives the gift from above, the essence of God. 
so too with regards to teaching children. First, we begin teaching them the literal translation of the verse, God has a mighty hand. With this, the child will realize that just like his personal hand, his hand has might because of the divine spark within it, so too God has even a mightier hand because an even greater divine energy is in it. Through the illustration of the might in the hand, the child will realize that it's not the hand itself that has might, but rather the godly spark within it. As the child grows, he will gain more insight that God completely transcends all human form. It begins with first depicting the power in the physical, and all of this power comes from God, and it ends with the child realizing that God is truly above and beyond all physical form. Wishing you a Shabbat Shalom.